Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 6th of December, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, it would appear that the Cerber variant of ransomware is back after a fashion, as a new ransomware family has adopted the old name and is apparently targeting Atlassian Confluence and GitLab servers using remote code execution vulnerabilities. As ransomware began picking up pace in 2016, a new Cerber ransomware operation emerged, which quickly became one of the most prolific gangs at the time. However, its activity slowly tapered off until it disappeared at the end of 2019. Starting last month, however, a ransomware calling itself Cerber, which is currently being tracked as Cerber Imposter by ID Ransomware, once again reared its ugly head as it began infecting victims worldwide with both a Windows and a Linux encryptor. The new version of Cerber is creating ransom notes named underscore recovery readme.html and appending the .locked extension to encrypted files. From the victims seen by various outlets, the new Cerber ransomware gang is demanding ransoms ranging from $1,000 to $3,000, a rather paltry amount compared to the ransoms of the past. Experts have examined the new variant and concluded that it does not match the code of the older family. In particular, the new version uses the Crypto++ library, while the older variant uses Windows Crypto API libraries. These code differences, and the fact that the original server did not have a Linux variant, leads us to believe that a new threat actor has adopted the name, ransom note, and Tor payment site, and it is not the original operation. Earlier this week, security researchers and vendors have seen the new server ransomware operation hacking servers using remote code execution vulnerabilities in Atlassian Confluence and GitLab. A few researchers and online outlets have obtained a sample of the new server ransomware, which shows this new strain specifically targeting the Atlassian Confluence folders, application data, confluence, and backups. Admins have also disclosed that server exploits a recently disclosed vulnerability in GitLab's EXIF tool component. These vulnerabilities are tracked as CVE 2021-26084 for the Confluence vulnerability and CVE 2021-22205 for the GitLab vulnerability, respectively. Both of these can be exploited remotely without authentication. Additionally, both vulnerabilities have publicly disclosed proof-of-concept exploits, allowing attackers to breach servers rather easily. A report released earlier this week by Tencent shows that attacks deploying a new server ransomware are mostly targeting the United States, Germany and China, although the previous version of server excluded targets in the CIS, or Commonwealth of Independent States, Tencent's telemetry data from the recent attacks shows otherwise. Furthermore, outlets have also independently confirmed multiple victims in Russia, indicating that these threat actors are indiscriminate in who they target. At this time, as is common best practice, the best approach to protect against this new variant of server would be to apply all of the available security updates for Atlassian Confluence and GitLab. However, as more servers are patched, we should expect the threat actors to target other vulnerabilities to breach servers in the near future. As mentioned last week, the rapid spread of Emotet via TrickBot and its behaviour since the malware resurfaced last month could signal that a spate of ransomware attacks are on the way, spurring researchers to warn organisations to buckle up and prepare. In mid-November, a team of researchers from Cryptolamus, GData and Advanced Intel revealed that they had observed the TrickBot Trojan launching what appears to be a new loader for the notorious Emotet, which has been called the world's most dangerous strain of malware. Now Emotet has been observed directly installing Cobalt Strike beacons on infected devices, warned Cryptolamus. This behaviour can give threat actors direct access to install ransomware on target systems. No trick bot or other intermediate garbage, straight to CS and lateral movement to DCs or critical parts of the network. This needs to be paid attention to and you need to prepare.
Earlier in the week, Checkpoint also published a report which warned of imminent ransomware attacks due to the new TrickBot dropping Emotet samples, especially given TrickBot has amassed 140,000 victims across 149 countries in the past 10 months. Researchers have spotted 223 different TrickBot campaigns in the last six months, with targets in government, finance and manufacturing, with the geographic regions of Portugal and the United States topping the list. While the fact that 129 of these 223 campaigns stopped their activity in July may seem to indicate that TrickBot activity has dropped in scale, it has not, according to researchers. Combined with all the other facts, we can conclude that this is quite the opposite. The campaigns became more massive and widely targeted as the number of victims continues to grow despite the drop in the actual number of campaigns. Moreover, TrickBot's recently discovered spread of Emotet is a strong indicator of future ransomware attacks as the malware provides ransomware gangs a backdoor into compromised machines. With Emotet back and using TrickBot as its delivery service, the malware landscape is doing its best to be as threatening and effective as possible. The Nobelium Hacking Group continues to breach government and enterprise networks worldwide by targeting their cloud and managed service providers and using a new custom C-loader malware. Nobelium is Microsoft's name for the threat actor behind last year's SolarWinds supply chain attack, which needs no introduction, which led to the compromise of several US federal agencies. This group is believed to be the hacking division of the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, or SVR, commonly known as APT29, The Dukes, or Cozy Bear. While Nobelium is an advanced hacking group using custom malware and tools, they still do leave traces of activity which researchers can use to analyse their attacks. In a new report from Mandiant, the researchers use this activity to uncover tactics, techniques and procedures used by the group, as well as a new custom downloader called C-Loader. The researchers also broke down Nobelium into two distinct clusters of activity attributed to UNC3004 and UNC2652, which could mean that Nobelium itself is two cooperating hacking groups. Based on observed activity, the Nobelium actors continue to breach cloud providers and MSPs as a way to gain initial access to their downstream customer network environments. In at least one instance, the threat actor identified and compromised a local VPN account and made use of this VPN account to perform reconnaissance and gain further access to internal resources within the victim CSP's environment, which ultimately led to the compromise of internal domain accounts. In at least one other breach, the hacking group used the CryptBot password-stealing malware to steal valid session tokens used to authenticate to the victim's Microsoft 365 environment. It is noteworthy that Nobelium compromises multiple accounts within a single environment, using each of them for separate functions, thus not risking the entire operation in the case of the exposure of a single account. Threat actors leverage compromised privilege accounts and used SMB, remote WMI, remote scheduled task registration and PowerShell to execute commands within this victim environment, according to the report. The threat actor used protocols mainly to perform reconnaissance, distribute beacons, namely Cobalt Strike, around the network, as well as run native Windows commands for credential harvesting. During these campaigns, a new downloader was discovered called C-Loader, written in C and supporting the execution of shellcode payloads directly in memory. The malware is heavily obfuscated and mixes calls to the Windows API with large blocks of junk code to evade detection by security software. The custom C-Loader downloader is installed directly by Cobalt Strike and does not include persistence to allow it to automatically run when Windows is started. Nobelium has used numerous custom malware strains in the past, specifically during the SolarWinds attacks, and in a phishing attack against the United States Agency for International Development. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions about any of the items outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.